Hey guys, this week it's just me and you, and I wanted to discuss with you who the Kingsman Redeemer is, how I came up with this topic, and chat with you a little bit about the Moments of Joy podcast. You ready for the show? I am. Let's go. I need the joy. Hey guys, welcome to the Moments of Joy podcast. My name is Camille Joy and I am your host for the show. To all of my MVP listeners, you know how we start the show. Welcome back. There will be no show without you. So thank you for another week of joining me as I chat. Um, If this is your very first time on the Moments of Joy podcast, thank you for joining the show. This is a place where so many things happen, but the gist of who we are is um, a place where we share testimonies of me, myself, and different people from around the U.S. and We share them in order to encourage you. This is a place that shines the light on um, different trials and tribulations that people have gone through, but also shows the glory at the end of it. So I invite you to go back and the different podcasts that we have um, in the archives. We are at episode 49 today. So that means that there's 49 amazing podcast episodes for you to listen to. And um, just special thank you to everyone who has been listening over the year. We are approaching our one year anniversary. Can you believe it, guys? August uh, 21st will mark our one year anniversary and I am so excited and I'm just blessed and honored and I'm proud um, that I was able to be consistent. Consistency is the key. Um, shout out to my wonderful husband, Marcus, shout out to you. <laughs> he edits my shows for me every single week. He gives advice, um, and this show would not have been able to go out every single week without him. Uh, we have certain days where I'm supposed to record so that he has time to edit, but, you know, life doesn't go that way all the time. And sometimes I'm late <laughs> recording. <laughs> and so he has to record the show at the last minute. Um, but I'm thankful for you, Marcus. So thank you. Um, if you guys are on social media, you can find me on Instagram at the Moments of Joy podcast. So I want you guys to go ahead and look us up there, follow us there, share the podcast, continue to share the podcast. And if you are listening on the Apple Podcast Forum, which seems to be the number one place, um, according to my statistics, that people are listening on, um, I would like for you to please write us 
a written review. And this is very important to the show because it helps other people to be able to find us. So they find us based on your reviews, your written reviews. So, you know, liking it and pressing the four or five stars, that's okay. But when you actually write a review, that's what um, the show needs. So please, if you have time, please do that for me. And um, over the course of the last couple of months, we have gained um, over a thousand new listeners. So whether you make it through the whole episode or you listen to the beginning or you only get through half, thank you. And I pray that you are enjoying yourself and you're getting just what you need here. So who am I? I realized that over the past few weeks, I have been interviewing so many people that as we gain new listeners, people might not even know who I am. So, guys, my name is Camille Joy. I am recording all the way from Connecticut. Um, Not for long, though, because we will be relocating. But I'll talk to you guys about that later. (laughs) But all the way from Connecticut, I'm a wife. I am a mother of five beautiful black men, young men, five beautiful boys. I am, um, by career, I'm not a full-time entrepreneur, um, but by career, I am an executive chef. Um, And so I am here on this podcast, a host and an encourager to you as well. I share bits and pieces of my life and the trauma that I have gone through, the trauma that I have made it through in order to encourage you, the listeners. And if you would like to find out more about who I am, you can go on my website, www.camille-joy.com, and you can read more about what I'm about Um And that's that. I want to encourage you guys to, before we get into today's topic, to um, continue to share your story as well. Share with people. Storytelling is extremely important. And it has the power to change the trajectory of someone's life. You know, if you think about talk shows and the talk shows that we grew up watching, me, myself, I, I grew up watching Oprah Every day at four o'clock, my grandmother, you know, we went over her house after school and she would always watch Oprah after General Hospital. (laughs) Oprah, I grew up on Montel Williams. Um, There was Rookie Lake and, you know, talk shows. They have guests come on and the and on the show, they share their stories um, as it relates to whatever topics that they may have. So to me personally, listening to people's stories have changed my life. I will never forget this one episode of Oprah um, that changed my life. I shared um, many times before, but for those that don't know, I found myself in an abusive relationship between the ages of 17 and 21. It was abusive physically and mentally. And I can remember like it was yesterday watching a woman who was on Oprah and she was telling her story of how she was set on fire at work one day that her son's father came to her job and literally doused her with lighter fluid and set her on fire as she was working at work. And she came on Oprah. Her face was unrecognizable. She came on with her mother, but she was pleading 
um, a case to women who were in abusive relationships and pleading for them to leave the situation. And for me, sitting on my couch, unhappy, weighed down, in bondage, in a relationship that I didn't really know how to get out of. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I didn't have an education. I had no, you know, nothing. And I didn't know how to get out. But that unlocked a door for me. And I knew that I couldn't wait anymore. And I knew that I had to go. Or I could possibly end up in a situation very close to hers. That is the same thing that you can do for someone else. That is just a little encouragement for you to share your story. So that others will be encouraged. You do not have to be in a place of total victory to share your story either. Many people always wait until there's a glorious side to the thing before they want to share it with someone. It's very similar to when people say, like, uh, I I don't want to go to church until I get it all together. Well, that's silly. God is the one that will help you to get it all together. And you can't do anything outside of his help, outside of his grace, and outside of his um, mercy. You, We need God. And so I use that example to say the same thing here. Not all the time do we have to wait until we've reached the glorious end of it for us to share with someone else. I can remember going through a custody battle that I shared, um, I went through which resulted in me losing my children um, to their father. This abuser that had abused me, I ended up entering into a battle with him, and I ended up losing my um, full custody. And I didn't wait to a, till, until I got to a place of total victory before I shared that. And so many women would begin to come to me and share that I'm going through this too. And, you know, they they were so ashamed of having to, um, you know, say that they didn't have their children living in their home full time. And so that helps when you share, it helps people to know that they are not alone, that they can live through it, and that, you know, there will be glory on the other side. God needs you to open up your mouth to shine the light and show them the way. So help someone, guys, open and share your story. Okay, so let's get into this week's topic. And this week's topic is so good, guys. Um, I really stumbled upon it. And like I share, this is a Christian podcast. And before I come on this platform, I go before God and I ask him, Lord, what, what would do you want me to talk about? Because ultimately, I don't want to be up here blabbering and give you all just something that um, is out of my flesh. And you know, something that'll do you no good. (laughs) So this week's topic um, was given to me through prayer and what I experienced this week in my personal life. So it's about the kinsman redeemer. I found myself this week Um, Just really feeling like, God, you know, do you hear my prayers? Do you see me? Um, I woke up early one morning. Um, I have a toddler who he doesn't sleep through the night. So sometimes I have to escape from the room with him um, if he's in my room at the moment. And I have to escape. And I I was laying on the couch 
and just talking to the Lord and saying, you know, do you hear me? Do you hear my prayers? I woke up and I couldn't really find the words to pray. So I just told God how I felt. I began to tell him how I was feeling. Um, I, at the moment, I was praying for my children. And I was letting God know that, you know, I was really tired of praying for the same thing year after year and not really seeing the result that I was praying for. Because let's be real, sometimes we get tired of waiting to see what the result of the prayer is going to be. Sometimes we can pray for things for so long and we get weary in our waiting season. Um, So I know that you guys can relate to that. Well, a few minutes into my prayer, I just shifted and, and I went from that place of telling God how I was feeling to worshiping him. And I cried and I began to thank him for who he already was to me. Um, so I began to say, you know, for those that may not know how to worship with your words, I began to say, God, I thank you for being my savior. I thank you for being my father and my friend. God, I thank you for being my shelter, my strong tower. God, I thank you for being the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valley. I said, God, I thank you for being the kinsman redeemer. I thank you for being the kinsman redeemer. I thank you for being the kinsman redeemer. And I found myself continuing to thank him for being the kinsman redeemer. I couldn't move from that. But then I realized that I didn't even really know what the kinsman redeemer was. Because sometimes, you know, we can just get into a place of saying things just because we've heard them before. Especially if we've grown up in church, we repeat things without a fully coming into the knowledge of what it was. So that thrusted me into uh, researching. I immediately, um, at that moment, began to research what was a kinsman redeemer. First of all, I thought it was kingsman redeemer, but it is kinsman redeemer, K-I-N-S-M-A-N. In the Hebrew Bible, it comes from the word goel hadam, which means, and I might be chopping up that um, translation, (laughs) but you get the gist, (laughs) which means redeem. Hence meaning redeemer, which in the Hebrew Bible denotes a person who has the nearest relative of another that is in charge with the duty of restoring the rights of another or avenging his wrongs. He acts on behalf of a relative who was in trouble or in need of vindication. The actual term is only used in Ruth. But it, it, the actual term kinsman redeemer is only used in Ruth. And it, it's used about seven times. But in the first, but it is first represented and presented to us in Genesis, then Exodus, then Leviticus. So there are several other references to what it is. Um, the kinsman redeemer is a male rep- relative, according to various laws, that had the privilege or responsibility to act on behalf of a relative who was in trouble, danger, or in need. Um, the kinsman redeemer designates one who delivers or rescues. The kinsman redeemer who redeems or vindicates a relative's A relative is an illustration most clearly represented in the book of Ruth, where the Kingsman Redeemer is Boaz.
when Christ died for us in the New Testament, he actually became the kinsman redeemer. He took the place. Um, I wanted to also read something else that I found in my research. Although the term kinsman redeemer is um, only used in Ruth, it is found some, several different places um, in the Bible. You can find it in um, Genesis 48 and 16, Exodus 6 and 6, where it talks about the male relative who delivers or rescues. Um, in Leviticus 27, 9 through 25, it talks about the one who redeems property. In Leviticus 25, 47 to 55, it talks about a person who avenges the murder of a relative. And in Numbers 35, 9 through 34, it talks about um, one who receives restitution for the wrong done to a relative or who has since died. And so the unique emphasis of the redemption, salvation, vindication and etc. associated with the kinsman redeemer is the fact that this action is carried out by the kinsman on behalf of a near relative in need. That really blew me away, guys. God is so real and his communication with us is so available because there I was crying out to him and concerned about my children and as I went into a place of worship and a place of connection and communication with him, he answered me right there at that moment. He came and he gave me just what I needed. He let me know that I did not need to worry. So this week, I wanted to challenge you guys to trust God to be your kinsman redeemer. Trust him with your family even the family that you have been waiting on God to bless you with. Um, some people are not married yet. Some people do not have children yet. But we know that God is not confined by man's time. So he's already gone before you. He's already prepared the way. He's already stood in the place where you will need him to be your kingsman redeemer. He's already redeemed your family. He's already vindicated on your behalf. So I also wanted you to encourage, I also wanted to encourage you to do some research on the things that God is to us and what the word says he is. Allow yourself to go into a place of worship and let him show you who he is. Let him show you um, what he gives us through his son, Jesus, that died on the cross for us. There's so many aspects of um, filling a void and being what he needs, what we need him to be. And we sometimes we don't know until we get in his word. So today I wanted to pray with you guys, especially um, for those that need him to be the kinsman redeemer. Father. I thank you for the revelation that you are our great kinsman redeemer. Thank you, Lord, that you have our lineage in your hands. We decree that we will rest 
and we decree that we will trust you and we will not stress or become overwhelmed about the future of our loved ones and our families. Lord God, I pray that you would especially touch the listeners, God, just like you did for me in that moment this weekend, Lord. I pray that you will highlight who you are to them in the place where they need you to be the most, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, as I cried out for my family, you showed me how you were the kinsman redeemer. Be that specific for them, God. Show them, God, who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. All right, guys, that is all I have for you this week. I thank you so much, those who have made it to the end of this episode with me. I thank you so much for coming and um, experiencing the Moments of Joy podcast. Um, I pray that you would also take time during this beautiful summer and experience some true moments of joy. You know, take a time, take some time for yourself. Take some walks on the beach. Take a trip if you can. You know, ladies, get your nails done and your toes done. Get your hair done if you can. You know, sit outside, make a picnic for yourself. Experience some moments of joy through the hustle and the bustle and things that we have to do to make money and pay these bills that we have i hope that you take time to experience the joy choose joy throughout your day know that you also have a choice that you do not have to accept defeat depression and and just accept any spirit of negativity that the enemy sends your way you can choose joy it's your choice all righty Follow us on Instagram at the Moments of Joy Podcast. And guys, I will talk to you next week. Love you. Bye-bye.